Good morning, good morning. Breakfast today is dedicated in loving memory and Lilu Dishmat Sarabat Rachel Alea Shalom, sponsored by her son Rabbi Ilan Galili. Vayitchazek Israel, Vayeshev Alamita. And Israel was mitchazek, Vayeshev Alamita. And he sits on the mitah up on the bed. And I want to read you something magnificent. The Midrash Talpiyot, he brings in the name of the Sefer Menchabdullah. The Gaon also says this. He says that we learn from here a tremendous remes, a hint. One of the, what's it called? One of the ways that we interpret Torah. There's different ways to interpret Torah. So there's Pardes, which is Pshat, Remes, Dirush, and Sod. Pshat is the simple interpretation. Remes is when the Torah is giving you like a hint. Dirush is when the Torah, you're learning something out of the Pesukim. And Sod is like where you're basically understanding some level of, of Kabbalah. Now, by the way, I have to tell you, I've noticed that in life, there's not only Pardes in Torah, there's also Pardes in people. You know, when your wife tells you something, sometimes what she says is the Peshat has nothing to do with the Revis. No, no, Fadal, go out with your friends. That does ne- never means what you think it means, okay? So that's Peshat and Revis, okay? Now, the Vilnaga on writes over here, and the Midrash Talpiot and others, that there's an unbelievable remez here in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says that Yosef is told, Hine avicha chole. Behold, your father is ill. He's not well. Yosef hears his father's not well. What does he do? He quickly runs to go and do Bikur Holim. So important, Rabotai, the mitzvah of Bikur Holim. And what you could achieve by visiting the sick. Unfortunately, my father wasn't well last week. And I called uh, my good friend Sammy Sutton who arranges pri- uh, private jets for everybody. This is a, this is a great one, you gotta pay for this, uh, Sammy. I call it, Sammy says, you wanna fly private? I said, in another life maybe. But uh, right now I need your help in navigating. How do I get a, a flight? And you know what, Baruch Hashem, I got into a cab. I was in LaGuardia in 20 minutes. I was on the plane in like 30 minutes, at 10.30 already I was at the plane, it was unbelievable. I went to, 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 to Florida and I was standing by my parents' apartment, waiting for them to get back from the hospital from the doctor. Okay, Baruch Hashem, my father's now doing better. But do you understand, to be able to go and visit someone, to give him that spirit. And I want to share something with you. This is so powerful. What a wonderful mitzvah and opportunity it was that we live in a world where even if someone is far away, you can get to them. And you can get to them at the drop of a hat. And you know what, not only that, not only that, you can even get to these basic fairs. Because you're not going to go stay, you don't need suitcases, even cheaper. So we, have, we almost never have an excuse anymore not to visit someone, not to go to the hospital, not to go to their house. Someone is, you know, bed, they're bedridden. You have an opportunity and you don't know the chesed of Bikur Holim, Rabotai. So I want to sh- share with this unbelievable idea with you. He says, Look, behold, your father is sick. Yosef goes, and what happens? And Yisrael, he got himself stronger. The literal interpretation of the Pasuk is, He pushed himself. He, he, got, he made himself strong, Yahani, because he wanted to sit up for his son and to show him the respect of the Prince of Egypt. Now the Gemara tells us, that when you go and visit someone, when they're not well, what do you do for them? Not only did you visit them and you showed them you cared, but you actually strengthen the person. The guy has his, his sickness, one sixtieth of his sickness, it says, is taken. You take it away from him. 
You heal him one sixtieth. Isn't that unbelievable? So that's what the words of the Gemara say. Say the Vilnaga O and Midrash to help your others. Unbelievable. Look at the Pasuk. Hine Avicha Chole. Look at the word Hine. Hey and Hey is? Five and five is? Ten. Noon is? Fifty. Sixty. Yitzhak, sorry, Yaakov is sixty. Hine Avicha Chole. Your father is sick with sixty. What happens when Yosef goes? Vayitchazek Yisrael. And Yisrael got strong. Vayeshev al Hamita. Hey and Mem is forty-five. Tet, five and nine is? Fourteen. There you go. And how much is the other hey exactly? Hamita is? Exactly fifty-nine. So once he was sixty, his son comes to visit him. He sits up on the 59. He was able to have one tiny bit of strength that was brought to him by his, by his son. Now, by the way, it doesn't just say that each person, you know, sometimes there's a big sale in Costco, right? Sometimes you have an amazing deal on flights. And you know what it says in tiny letters? Limit one per customer. In this, there's no limit one per customer. If you go to your father today, and to your father tomorrow, and to your father the next day, each day you take something from him. You, you make the person better. You, you can have the whole family come visit. There's no family, one per family either. You come with everyone. Sometimes I have a, a family member has to go to the hospital, whatever. I can go with my whole family. Mashallah, we're eight people. You know how much we took in just one shot? Right? Baruch Hashem. So this is a tremendous opportunity we have to be able to be mechayet, to bring someone a little bit of life and a little bit of hope, Rabotai. I want to share with you. We look earlier in the Torah, we find the first instance of Bikur Holim. Who does the first Bikur Holim? I know you sometimes you have Bikur Holims, they don't talk to one another. One is run by this community, one is run by that community. They don't have conversations, they don't talk. Everyone's trying to do Hesed, but at the end of the day, I want to do it the way I want to do it. My guys, my volunteers, this is my hospital, these are my sick people. It's very interesting, it's very strange. There's also something beautiful about it that they're fighting because they want a mitzvah. It's not like they're fighting for extra equity in a company. They're fighting for extra equity in a mitzvah, okay? But either way, sometimes you have Bikur Holim fighting. Who is the first Bikur Holim? It wasn't, it wasn't Sephardah Bikur Holim. It wasn't Satma Bikur Holim. It wasn't Chesed 24-7. Who can claim the, uh, the trademark for Bikur Holim? None other than God. When Abraham is not feeling well, what happens? HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes Levakero to comes to visit him. Vayera Amunayel Abraham and Hashem appears to Abraham as he's sitting outside and he's weak. And what happens, Rabotai? I found this so beautiful. Right after God, God comes to visit Abraham, Abraham sees the three angels walking by. He thinks that they're Arab travelers. And what does he do? He gets up and he runs. You see, when you and I come to Bikur Holim, we take away a 60th. And what happens? Vayeshev Yisrael alamita, And he sits up on the bed. But when God does Bikur Holim, Ya Eni Ala Rasi, he doesn't have to sit up on the bed. He gets up and runs. He just had Brit Milah. Look at the Bikur Holim of God, what it did. And you know what, Rabotai? I thought to myself a little while ago. That means that even if I want to do Bikur Holim, the best thing I could do is not to do Bikur Holim for me. Because my Bikur Holim lets you sit up in your bed. But what does God's Bikur Holim do? Much more. So how do we get God to come with us on a Bikur Holim visit? 
So I figured out how to trick God. Please don't kill me. How do you trick God? The, the Mishnah says in Pekeh Avot, if a person learns Torah, Shnaim Shilamdu, ten people that learn, and then the Gemara, and then Mishnah says, what if there's two people that learn? What if even there's one person that learns? It says, if two people learn, Hakadosh Baruch Hu comes to learn with them. Even if one person learns, says the Mishnah and Avot, Hakadosh Baruch Hu comes to learn with them. So you're going to do Bikucholim, take a little Pirkei Avot, take a Chumash, learn for three minutes in the room. What did you just do? You brought God, Bikucholim. Once he's here, you know, now that you're here already, you know, it's like the guy, there's someone in the, in the synagogue, he's a doctor. Had that calls the guy over, he says, oh, fada for coffee. Anyway, the guy comes for coffee. Three minutes later, the guy's like, what do you think about this mark on my hand? You know, <laughs> look at my son, there's a strange cough. Right? Once the guy's there, already you can kind of stop the stuff in, right? So, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you got, you got him in the room. Shnaim shelemdu, minayim shakadosh Baruch Hu, That's what we find out. Rabbi Utai, what a beautiful thing that is. To spend those couple minutes when a person is in the room of a Bikur Cholim and he's able to achieve bringing God to Bikur Cholim to be able to uh, be mekil, to make lighter the person's uh, sickness. Rabbi I want to add one other element. I quoted the Ramban many times on this. <coughs> Ramban writes that if a person goes to visit the sick and he does not pray for their welfare, he's not fulfilled the mitzvah of Bikur Cholim. Simply, one could understand the Ramban that the idea is that when you go to visit someone who's sick, right, one of the things you need to do to take care of them, the Gemara tells us, Rabbi Akiva went to the house of someone who was sick, he saw the windows were closed, there was no air. The guy, of course, he's matting. There's no air in the place, right? There's dirt, everything. He opens the windows, he starts cleaning the floor. The biggest rabbi of his generation. But he saw the beauty of the mitzvah. So he's sitting there scrubbing, purelling everything, mavarif, right? But the point is, after that, of course, the person starts to feel better. Now, I want to say two things. Number one, the first thing is, the reason why Ramban says that is because if you have to take care of the choleh, one way you take care of him is making sure that the windows are open. One way you take care of him is that you pray. But I think there's something else here. And the second thing is, Rabotai, the chole, every chole, every sick person, I, and I, I'm so sorry I have to share this because hopefully it's never, it will never be relevant to any of us here or anyone of us listening. When a person is sick, one thing, is, one thing that makes them better is the medication. <coughs> another, thing that, another element of them getting better is the tefillot that we give. But Rabotai, a huge part of Presence. someone getting better is Presence. the person's own will to get better. When you see patients, Rabotai, that you go visit them and you can see the faith, the hope has gone out of their eyes, you know it's only a short time before they're gone. Because their bodies stop fighting. They know it. Rabbi. They know it. So when you find someone who's in that state, they don't want to fight anymore, you know, it's, it's a very bad thing. Sometimes it's very important to come up with ways to walk into a room and to give somebody something to live for. Something to fight for. All of a sudden, Yaakov wanted to live because now he's sitting with all of his sons. It was, it was, he was given a new lease on life. And this is amazing. This is something which is documented medically. 
communicating with patients. Sometimes the doctors are careful. They don't want to talk about something in front of a patient. Sometimes even they won't tell the patient certain things. You know, God forbid someone's in an accident and what, the other passenger passed away and this one's fighting for their life. They tell the people, don't nobody say a word. I remember cases in Israel where a person's, uh, his, him and the family was in a car accident. The kids were in critical condition. The wife passed away. They didn't tell the husband. The guy didn't know that his wife passed. He didn't, they didn't, he didn't sit shiva because if he would have sat shiva, then they would have been sitting shiva for him. Just the knowledge would have been such a blow to the person's spirit that he wouldn't have survived. So Ramban says, when someone sees you praying to God for them, they recognize how valuable they are in your world, in this world. They think to themselves, how can I go? How's this person going to matter? Look at them praying for me. It gives them a lease on life. And Rabotai, the second thing I want to say is, and this is in no way an indictment on people in the medical community. You cannot compare the care a patient receives from doctors, from nurses, from the institution. When the institution sees that people care about their health, they care about their care. They're asking, could you get them the other room? Or which medications are you giving? Is that better than this medication? They know much better than you, the answers. But when they see that people care, it makes them want to do their job better. It makes them, set, makes them double check the papers, the, the, the doses they're administering. And you know what? God bless them. You know how overwhelmed doctors and nurses are? They're trying their best. But you know what? If you say to them, I noticed that when you switched the medication, he was like this, he was more alert, he was less alert, he went to the bathroom more times. You know what you're giving? You're giving them invaluable information to diagnose and to make, to do the job or to fix the patient in a much better way. Rabbi it is godly to do Bikur Holi. That's what we learn from the fact that Abraham Avin was visited by God. And I, I always share the words that my rabbi said to us at the time. You know, normally when Hashem visits someone, there's a prophecy. God says this, or He says that, or He tells them this, or He promises that, or He warns this, or He, you know, He, he suggests that. <clears throat> we find by Vayar Amunai, it, God appears to Abraham. What did He say to Abraham? Nothing's on record. He didn't say anything. My father said, my rabbi said, understand what that means? God just came to a human being, and He just sat there visiting. Hashem didn't say anything. Hashem didn't do anything. Vayera, and he appeared. And I thought to myself, what a powerful lesson that is. If that's the template for Bikur Holim, sometimes people don't go to visit someone because they feel, what's it going to help? What am I going to say? I feel bad, I don't have anything to talk to the guy about. You know, etc., etc. We learn from here, don't say nothing. Just showing up is already something. The person already feels like you took the time and the effort to come to be here with me. Rabotai, and I will share this. There is nothing that people remember more than the people who were there for them when they are at their most vulnerable. This is a truism that stretches far beyond Bikur Holim, by the way. If someone needs, someone had someone pass away, unbelievable. What if someone is, getting, has a, is going through a messy divorce? What if someone is having tr massive troubles with their children? Has he, one of their kids got thrown in jail? 
What if, God forbid, someone suffers a loss? What if, God forbid, someone is desperately trying to get married and they feel like they're alone, no one's taking an interest? Just the fact that you were there for them and that it's worth being there every day for an extended period of time, being with that person one hour in that time. Because what you give them when they're at their most vulnerable, at their weakest, they will remember forever. Rabotai, this is one of the best, Bikur Cholim is one of the best investments. You ask any investor what you're looking for, you, they all tell you the same thing. Minimum investment, maximum return. Bikur Cholim is minimum investment and maximum return. May God bless us never to need to visit the sick. But you know what? Like the Pasuk says, There's never going to be a time when there's not going to be no poor people. That's never going to happen. There's also never going to be a time when there's going to be no sick people. Maybe there's no sick people in your house. But is there not sick people in Am Yisrael's house? People who are older, people who don't, they don't live here, they live in other countries. You know, there's some beautiful stuff that these organizations do. You have people come over from Eretz Israel, from Panama, and all of a sudden they're alone over here. Sometimes, they have parents with a kid, a kid in the hospital. They brought their other kids. What do the other kids do? Parents are exhausted. What do they do? They send babysitters there. Not even just to be there with the kid so that the parents could take the other kid out for a, a hamburger and fries. Relax, go for a walk in Central Park. Just air, air out a little bit. You know, what a magnificent thing that is. And I, I, I want to say that, you know, I remember one time I had a Rebbe, a special rabbi come to my house. And I didn't even know who he was. They just contacted me and they said, we have a special rabbi coming. To, what's it called? His, his big mitzvah was Shabbat. I can't remember the name of the rabbi. He travels around the world. He's so ill. He just teaches, begs people to do Shabbat. He blesses them in the, in the zechut of them keeping Shabbat. Very special man. He sees like right through people. Very special. He, he suffers terribly from ALS. Unbelievable, you know, suffering. And still he, tra- he doesn't stop. He goes, travels all around the world to go visit. He, he tells people, I don't want to die. They come, rabbi, da, da, da. No, nothing, zero. You know, keeps it pure. So I have this guy in my house. And people, all of a sudden, my house is like a bus station. I took out the furniture, there were so many people. Everyone's coming, they're literally taking numbers like they're in a deli, okay? They're sitting there like this, all chairs around my room, from uh, 7 o'clock in the evening until 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, okay? Knocks at the door, is it too late, can I still come? And I remember looking at this room, and I said to my wife, I felt like I was going to cry. Even now, I said, I feel emotional. I said to my wife, what a beautiful bracha we have here. My wife said, what do you mean? I said, you know, look at this guy over here. Hada, this one over here, his wife has cancer. This one over here, his children are off the derech. That one over there, unfortunately, he has no money, they're gonna foreclose on his house. That one over there, I know all these people, I know their tzarot. I said, and they're coming for a berachah to this rabbi and the rabbi's gonna bless him. I said, what a wonderful thing, what a wonderful berachah. She says, what do you mean, what do you mean? I said, Sometimes there's a gezerah, something is supposed to happen to a person. There's supposed to be sickness in their house. There's supposed to be poverty. There's supposed to be fighting. There's supposed to be all sorts of other problems. But there's a trick. Instead of you having it, if you welcome someone who has it into your house, tick, now cancer, barmanan, came to the guy's house. It wasn't in his family, but it came to his house. Tick, chalas, he's passed it. 
Someone, one of the kids was supposed to have trouble. Passed it, I've had it already. I had it in one night, I said. Look at how many tzarot we averted. In one night, just by welcoming that into our house. I felt, even now, I would say it, uh, it makes me feel very emotional to think about that, that night and how many, how many souls were given the balm and the salve that they need to feel a little bit, a little bit better. Um, we are Zocheh Baruch Hashem. The same thing when a person goes to be Mevakir Choleh. And I say, not just if it's our family, even better if it's not our family. And then HaKadosh Baruch you can do an insurance policy, go visit every floor in the hospital, and now you, you're protected from all of those things. But in order, the only way it works is if you actually care. Because if you went, or if you invited to your house, but you didn't give a darn about anybody, then it didn't visit your house, because it didn't touch your heart. May Hashem bless us uh, to live happy and healthy lives, to have all the beracha in the world, and Be'ezat Hashem, through that beracha, to use that blanket to help others and to develop them in the best way that we know how. Rabotai, Baruch Adonai Amen, Amen.